Hello and welcome. This is Perspective for Parents. My name is Nick Thompson, and this is a podcast for parents of adolescents. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I like to pay special close attention to buzz phrases, especially those that relate to mental health and wellness. And during these past eight months, I've heard a lot of people saying and a lot of articles using the phrase, it's okay to not be okay. Now, this phrase was popular pre-pandemic, but it has definitely seen an increase in usage and adoption during this time. And to be clear, I do love this phrase. I love it when it's the start of a conversation or the start of someone's process. But I'm concerned that many people are ending the conversation there. I believe, and I've seen, that this message has been taken by many to mean it's okay to be and to remain not okay. All right, but back to why it's a good thing for a moment. If the phrase, it's okay to not be okay, if that phrase allows someone to acknowledge that they're not doing well, and it allows that person to develop the perspective needed, maybe needed to open up to someone about their difficulties, their sadness, maybe their depression, if that's the case, then, then that phrase is not just okay, it's fantastic. Because knowing it's okay to not be okay is often the essential starting point for people to begin to feel better. But notice, I said starting point. I've seen many people using this outlook, not just as a starting point, but also as a staying point, and even sometimes the finishing point. I guess you could say putting a not okay period on this period. We are now over eight months into this pandemic. And as COVID cases surge, things are again shutting down. Schools are going back to being fully remote. And my worry is that people will embrace this, it's okay to not be okay, as a way to look at their mental health until this pandemic is over. So this allows me to transition into one of the ways I like to look at change. One of the ways I like to uh, look at problems, to look at wellness. And one of the main ways that I like to look at these things is by using something I like to call the triple A approach to change or the triple A of wellness or maybe the, the triple A of living a healthy life. So the first A of the three is awareness. This is where it's okay to not be okay is a great starting point. A person cannot get better if they don't first have an awareness that there's an issue or a problem. And furthermore, the next two A's aren't even possible until you have that first A of having an awareness of the issue or problem. So once there's an awareness, we then must move on to the second A, which is usually a much more difficult A, known as accountability. Yep, we must take some level of accountability for our current state, our mood, 
our difficulties, our problems in order to make the changes necessary to improve our lives. So with this, I'm not talking about taking accountability for the pandemic or the difficulties that it's caused, but instead looking at what slice of this unhappy or unhealthy pie that we're experiencing. Or yeah, I guess you could say what piece we're accountable for. So to make a bit more sense of this, I have not yet met someone that currently or at some point during this pandemic hasn't experienced some slippage, should I say, slippage when it comes to their healthy lifestyle. And this is where we have control. During this time, we have seen an uptick for many, a surge in the unhealthy don'ts and a reduction or removal of the healthy do's. Breaking that down a bit, people have justified the unhealthy don'ts, for example, like eating a bunch of garbage or or drinking more, using more substances, maybe an excessive use of screens. And the two main justifications for partaking in these unhealthy behaviors are usually stress or boredom, or I guess you could say a lack of options. And yes, This pandemic has definitely provided an ample amount of stress for most and a lack of options for many and a whole lot of boredom for some. Now, moving on to the reduction or removal of the healthy do's. Many of us are not exercising, staying on a good sleep schedule, staying productive and positive because we're so focused on the differences and difficulties of the time. We are so focused on what has been taken away from us, what we've lost, our lack of options. And this is the reason, the explanation we use as to why certain parts of a healthy lifestyle are currently being neglected. Just take a moment right now and think about what aspects of your healthy routine have taken a hit during this pandemic. What activities? What aspects of your self-care has seen some slight or maybe significant slippage? I think if we're honest, we can all think of quite a few things that we used to do that we now don't do or don't do as much of as we did pre-pandemic. But for many, if we think about the slippage, our defensiveness will go way up And we will quickly jump into some form of justification of the slippage by focusing on the difficulties, the differences, the losses that we've experienced. And to validate this and hopefully provide a better understanding, this focus on loss is a common human condition. Our brains have something called a deficit-based default mode. What that means is that we focus more on the negative than we do the positive. It has been said that the brain is like Velcro for negativity and like Teflon for positivity. And there's something called loss aversion, which is studied mainly in economics, but also has a huge impact on human psychology. Loss aversion refers to people's preferences to focus on or avoid the losses much more than focusing on gaining the equivalent amount. Research shows that losses hurt twice as much as gains make you feel good. And this pandemic has provided 
so many losses. This is true. But when it comes to our well-being and the well-being of our youth, focusing too much or for too long on the losses will keep someone in the awareness stage of it's okay to not be okay. So, once we have taken some level of accountability for our stress, for our unhappiness, maybe our lack of productivity and positivity, then and only then can we move on to the final A of this triple A series. That final A is action. When it comes to the healthy do's of life, it's often the best approach to crank up, to increase the healthy do's during difficult periods. Are there less options? Yes. Is it more difficult? Yes. Is it possible? Absolutely. Now remember, we have to meet our youth where they're at. So it's totally fine to be starting from your child's understanding that it's okay to not be okay. However, I hope that we, that you, that your child doesn't choose to stay in the not okay. The mental health field has worked hard in an attempt to remove the stigma of mental illness and encouraging people to get help, to get support. And often the comparison is made or said something like, you know, you you wouldn't be embarrassed to go to the doctor if you broke your arm. So why should anyone feel hesitant or ashamed to go to a professional when they're feeling depressed, when they're feeling anxious, when they're feeling overly stressed? And this, that, that is a great point and a much needed one. And I think it allows for a conversation or at least a consideration of the second and third A's mentioned earlier, which are accountability and action. And to make this point, I'm going to share my experience that I went through at my last annual physical with my doctor. And to start, big disclaimer, I am not comparing this issue of mine to someone experiencing depression, grief, true loss, a diagnosis, a disorder, anything like that. I am not. I'm just trying to pull together and make some sense of the concepts that I've shared. Okay, disclaimer complete. So when I went in for my physical, Dr. Davis had me lay down on that, uh, that, that fun, you know, that inviting and super comfortable doctor's table thing in the doctor's office. And part of my physical was to check my flexibility. So Dr. Davis did this by grabbing my leg, you know, and straightening it out and slowly bringing it up, you know, towards my head. And I'll just say this, he did not make it too far not far at all, before my leg stopped. And then Dr. Davis, who I have a good relationship with, when my leg stopped moving, let's say prematurely, in this flexibility check, he stopped and said, oh, oh, okay. And then I said, "Uh, my leg should probably go back a little further than that, huh? And he said, yeah, it should. Quite a bit further, actually. So, at this point, We were both on the same awareness page of my lack of flexibility. And we both knew who was accountable for this. So we quickly then moved on to the final A of action. By saying that I need to pause a few times a day and try to touch my toes. Or in my case, 
uh, like try to touch my shins or maybe my socks. And then he advised that I need to make this a part of my daily routine. He encouraged me that while it's okay to currently not have okay flexibility, he didn't just stop there. Nope. He made his focus. And then my focus on the actions I could take to move towards being okay in this particular area of health. All right, story time over. So I, I, I shared that just to make the point that yes, mental health in a lot of ways can and should be addressed in the same way as physical health. And that it's okay to not be okay is essential to get the help needed to start the process of treating the problem, difficulty, or illness. And to wrap this up a bit, if this topic connected with you, and you have moved on from the awareness and hopefully stepped into some level of accountability, well then, here's an action or some actions that I've been sharing with the people I work with. Because these are different and difficult times, focus this week or maybe this semester, focus this holiday season on two do's and a don't. Decide on and then dedicate yourself to introducing or increasing two Therapeutic lifestyle changes. All right. Some options include exercise, nutrition and diet, spending time in nature, nurturing positive relationships, recreation and healthy, enjoyable activities, spiritual involvement, mindfulness and meditation, contribution, service. And if you're looking for a little motivation on these therapeutic lifestyle changes or TLCs, please check out the link in the show notes. And that'll lead you to Roger Walsh's incredible work entitled Lifestyle and Mental Health. That resource right there, that's one of my go-tos when youth are doubting the incredible benefits of these TLCs. So yeah, take a look. Maybe share it with your child if they're open to it. All right, so once you've selected the two do's, now it's time to think about, to decide, and dedicate yourself to one don't. Meaning. Reduce or remove one unhealthy behavior that has likely seen an increase during this pandemic. That could be eating less unhealthy food, quitting smoking, vaping, stop smoking pot, or maybe it's spending less time on screens. You get to pick. And if your child's open to the conversation, I think it'd be really cool if this wasn't so much a lecture, but instead involved each member of the family individually. A sort of um, family wellness campaign where each member of the family focuses on and shares with each other their own to-dos and a don't. And a close. I've shared this quote before, but it bears repeating when it comes to this topic. From Dr. Stephen Alardi. We were never designed for the sedentary, indoor, sleep-deprived, socially isolated, fast-food-laden, frenetic pace of modern life. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast useful, please subscribe, rate, review, and share with a friend. If you would like to find more information about this podcast or my upcoming presentations, please check out my website, Perspective fourparents.com spelled out that's perspective the number four parents.com 
Thanks again. <laughs>